Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh yeah, we found the music. <laughs> Is this the first time I was I wasn't here last week? Cameron Lewis for the win. He got us the Shark Tank music. Oh, Cam, so sad you're not here with us tonight. But you got us, so he didn't even get to hear the music the first time. Poor guy. What a team player, though. I know. What a team player. Here we are, Shark Tank episode nine. It's just me, Steph Z, and we got a little Phil over there tonight. Phil and Svitek. Um, and don't worry, you know, a couple weeks ago you guys said that I was uh, out of my element, so to speak. Are we yes. still on the drunk thing with you? Well, Is this I nine or ten? It's uh, Phil whatever we want it to be. <laughs> but... Here's the good news about Shark Tank. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's no, like, you know, episode names. It's just, you know. It just is what it is. But um, what I like, you know, I one of the reasons I bring that up is because Kevin O'Leary, which, by the way, for the, the fact that they called him O'Leary to begin <laughs> with, just a different episode altogether. I kind of liked it. It was almost demeaning in a way. Like, O'Leary, shut up. Like, it wasn't like Mr. Wonderful. I kind of liked it. But there was a lot going on on the panel tonight. We had our guest shark, Nick Woodman, who apparently is the founder of GoPro. Very successful company. Very successful. I guess he's a surfer. He, you know, we see that he wanted to, um, you know, he's very happy about his naming of his product because he didn't want to make it too dialed into just surfing so that you can kind of use it everywhere. GoPro has gotten so big. I see him at all the conventions for tech stuff or video stuff. The conventions, I see him on almost every motorcycle helmet on the street. You see him everywhere. People have him everywhere. Anything that's moving that you need a small camera for, GoPro. GoPro. Yeah. But I feel like there was a little animosity towards uh, him with the Sharks. I feel like they were kind of like, what are you doing here, rookie? Well, certainly that's why I feel like Kevin was just absolutely atrocious. He was a little sharp yeah, tonight. Yeah, I, I think he was trying to prove something to him. Yeah. But why? Why would he be trying to prove something? It's like, guest shark, 
They're not competitive there. Kevin, like, he's still that's clearly competitive. Mr. When you deal with numbers and finance, like, that's what whole, all of Wolf of Wall Street is based on the idea that, you know, in the world of finance, it can be competitive. But I mean, like, it's not competitive. Like, he's going to take his seat on the sharks. Like, he's a permanent shark. He's the shark in the center of the panel. He's Mr. Wonderful. It's not like, like, he was kind of like, I felt like his attitude was kind of like, why are you here? Yeah. Not not like, you know, competitive like, you know, I want to make an offer, but you made an offer too and trying to talk the presenter into going with him. He was kind of just like, you know, trying to pee on his territory. Yeah. Well, that's what he did. He totally did. Um all right, so let's get started with Kitchen Safe. What do you think about Kitchen Safe, Phil? A uh, terrible name, but a great product. I kind of agree. The, the terrible name, and again, you know, that kind of was when Nick from GoPro said that. It's a very specific name for a product that I think could be used across the board in many different things. I mean, you know, we see, number one, David was kind of amazing. It was, And you pointed it out when we were watching. David was kind of amazing, or they pointed it out. But his partner, Ryan, was getting emotional because David was... Emotional, like and I don't. Now, know. Yeah, Lori pointed that out. She yeah. liked that aspect of it. And I, I just like the fact that, um, you know, uh, this is where Kevin just goes off the rails about like how it's a piece of crap product, you know, and capitalism is all about making money. And it's like, okay, yes, it is. But at the end of the day, if you can find a way to make money while helping people, like, because here's the thing. You and I it's can a home start. Run. A, you and I can start a business right now that's going to give cancer and every type of disease known to man to people, but we can make a sh- ton of money on it. Is that right? No, no. But that's what exists. Uh, hello, health insurance. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. So I, you know, I like capitalism. I don't mind that capitalism in its. Uh, good but form. in the same sense, it, there is a good form to make people people feel better about themselves. But also, too, there's some things out there that people would think is a piece of crap and makes a ton of money but it's useful but it's still a piece of crap you know there's some useful piece of craps out there yes that's true you know but um i don't think this is a piece of crap i don't like the name the name is kind of the only thing that bugged me as well um i like the fact that you know so what it is it it helps you with your your snacking almost your bad habits you put a lot credit cards though the video games yeah see but that was the thing where they were off it's like how are you gonna pitch something that you're gonna put credit cards in or video games or give your kids a time schedule and call it kitchen safe. Like, there was cl- that was an afterthought. It, yes. It had ab- to be. Absolutely. And which is why, you know, they said uh, it's clinically proven to be like a temptation... Um, stopper. Stopper, something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And so I thought that was a good um, benefit. Right. So, because, I mean, I know so many people, like, women addicted to shopping. Like, you will not get this credit card for... 30 days. It's kind of interesting that it really would be an interesting thing. But for the credit card and stuff, there's got to be a way. Like, who's going to, like, what happens if there's an emergency and you need the credit card? You break the thing? I mean, I guess you you break the thing. But um, that's what Mark said. There's got to be some sort of fail safe. But then again, if there's a fail safe, then you can just open it and it defeats the purpose. Yeah, I get that. But, okay, if it's cookies that we're talking about or whatever, then, okay, you know, let's say you and I are partners and I'm the one always eating cookies, which is is known. Then I would tell you, then you put the fail safe, you keep the fail safe. 
And I don't know the fail-safe. Right, but I like what Nick brought up, that if there is no fail-safe, then it's out of your hands, kind of. Because if I had the fail... It was your cookies, and I had the fail-safe, and you were just like, Steph, I want the cookies, and I'd be like, no, I'm not giving you... Like, it would cause tension between us, rather than me just being like, dude, we set up for 7 o'clock. You can't have them. I can't get any either, so don't be crying to me. I think that's kind of with kids. But, you know, the parents... You know, maybe could have a way to have the failsafe and not tell the kids or whatever. I'm sure there's got to be a way to open it. I don't know. Maybe there's not. They said there wasn't. What are you looking up? Nothing. Okay. Um, so they're seeking $100,000 for 5% of the company, which, you know, right off the bat, I feel like we see this a lot. A lot of valuations are just off. And I know that there's, you know, a few different ways out there where you can calculate stuff to get your valuation, but it's almost like it would be interesting if they had someone who did valuations from Shark Tank and told them what it was worth before they came onto the tank. And then they could see if they were just like, they weren't worth it, and that's why they take more percentage. You know what I mean? Like, that would be... I feel like that would be really interesting to see. I, I, I feel like, too, um, absolutely. But even as Damon said, you come into the Shark Tank, we're not we're not here for market value. You're Correct. Here, you're here because we're worth more than that, and therefore your valuation is going to go down. Right, because it's like they're not just buying a investor, period. And that's why I think it would be more interesting because if the market value was the same across the board for everyone that come on, we'd actually just see what they thought of the actual person presenting, which I think would be cool. But, I mean, we kind of see it anyway. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Wonderful just could not get off that it was a piece of crap. And Lori was actually even getting pissed that she was like, dude, it's not a piece of crap. Leave him alone. Yeah. And um, then, she, you know, she was going to make him a deal. They got a couple offers. Um, Damon offered 120000 for 20%, which I kind of think was fair. Yeah, they, you know, they shouldn't have done what... They were kind of rude to him. To Damon? Yeah. Yeah, I feel and like I that, like too. That. I didn't like that either, and I don't know why, because I feel like when it comes to manufacturing and stuff like that, he kind of knows... He's got his hands in a lot of pots there. If you need something to be made... He can totally help you. But even more so than that, he had that line where, you know, hey, I made this deal 20 minutes ago. These guys finally caught up. And and it's happened in the past. I remember um, there was a situation where, like, um, he said, hey, I was already presenting this to you guys 10 minutes ago in terms of where to expand the brand. I wasn't looking at just the product. I was looking at a brand. And so now that the rest of the Sharks have finally figured it out where right. I was 10 minutes ago. Yeah, now you guys are listening to them. That's unfair to me. So, for that reason, you know, he could have just very easily been, you know what, you guys are going to be disrespectful. I'm out, because I saw the vision. Well, I think that goes back to the fact that people come in wanting a specific shark. And clearly, I feel like they came in wanting Lori. Which, in case, I mean, I don't know when the HSN thing happened, but you should have known that was always going to be a conflict of interest. True. And it's because they also said we wanted Nick, Lori, and Damon. So, one way or another, HSN and QVC were going to f- conflict in one way or another because of Damon and Lori, which, you know, it doesn't get brought up enough, but I think that's a cool little aspect to the show. And then she also which said. Which would you prefer to be on? HNN or QVC? Um, I, I have closer ties to HSN. Okay. So, just for that reason, HSN. And I also like, yeah, I like the little quarrel of like, you know, I have my own little section at Bed Bath Beyond, which I made for you. Yeah. There was a little bit of banter going back and forth. And of course, I'm sure they 
they all, I'm sure, help each other out and have gotten benefits from being from each other. So I don't know that that was fair that Damon said that because I'm sure in some way he's benefited from Lori in some relation, some business relationship that he has. But I get it. Like he was pissed. I like when they banter about because clearly they both wanted the product. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they are kind of, you know, avoiding Damon, which I agree with you is kind of shitty. But, um, you know, it, it was clear that they wanted Lori. And then Nick came in, and Nick kind of wanted to double the money um, and make the percentage not 20. So Lori offered 100000 for 20%. She matched Damon's offer. And then Nick came in and was like, well, let's give you 200 and we'll take 30%. And I feel like they were just kind of like, I don't want to give up that much of the business. And Lori and Nick conversed, and they offered, you know, the same 100000 for 20%. And then at that point, it's like, who doesn't want two sharks? For yeah. the same percentage, who doesn't want two sharks? Um, and they they kind of made a deal. I don't know. There was there was not much else about that pitch except David. Man, he was crazy. He was awesome. He had lots of energy. Kitchen safe. Yeah, do it again. Kitchen safe. <laughs> Let's do it together. Kitchen, Kitchen safe. <laughs> oh, we're having fun here tonight. Um, and then the thing that kind of made me a little bit annoyed. Uh, and I wonder if this shows his character at all and why the other sharks were a little bit over Nick was he had a GoPro moment at the end, which was like a very poor plug for me. You see really Steph cool C things. Has a Christmas business. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It was almost as worse as my plug from Phil last week. But I appreciate the thought. So it's the thought that counts. Um, anyway, moving on. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about about Kitchen nope. Safe? Moving on. Moving on. Change your name. Then you got a winner. Um, next, we have Cameron with Co- Off the Cob. I like this. I, I like the idea. I like him as a farmer. Um... But, you know what, Mr. Wonderful was harsh here, but I think rightfully so. I don't know if I agree with you. I feel like where he's selling to Whole Foods and and stores like that, for someone to pay three forty nine for some gluten-free, healthy... That's fine. You know, I've got a fine. problem with this whole gluten-free thing, as, period. As an investor, though, yeah. it's not a time to go in. Right. Me, I get it. I get, and that's why, And that's why they didn't. But, I mean... It's crazy to me, and maybe I'm alone in this, but this whole gluten-free thing, it's like 20 years ago, nobody was had gluten allergy, and everybody was fine. Like, what's happening now with our food where it's changing? Are they just putting more chemicals into stuff so that they're trying to spread their money more? Like, like in the same sense, it's like, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, Phil, but when I was a kid, I didn't eat organic meat. It's like, what we ate then was kind of what organic meat is now, because they're pumping all these drugs into the the animals and wherever we get our meat from. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some, there has been a shift, but I don't ever remember when I was a kid hearing about gluten-free stuff. Do you? Uh, hypochondria certainly applies. Yeah. I feel um, like, they, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there's people out there that get sick from gluten, and I'm not, like, I apologize, whatever, but, like, what I'm trying to say is I just feel like it's a whole different, like, all this stuff did not exist. world. Right. All this stuff did not exist 20 Which years ago when people were fine. Or a Disney movie, but yeah. Oh, A Whole New World? Well, Aladdin, but yes. Oh, um, I don't really watch Disney movies. But, anyway, so they wanted $100,000 for 15% of the company. He farmed sweet corn. 10, 15! Yeah, he yeah, almost messed up. He totally almost messed up. But I didn't know that the corn, like, there was no sweet corn tortilla chips. I mean, I get it. Sweet corn tastes different than regular corn, so you would think, like, I never really put any thought into 
I need to really taste this and like I, I kind of want to taste this. I feel like you should have done a blind test. Because that, that would have been fun. That's what because because Kevin was like you know the taste difference and it's like okay, your taste difference at that point is based off of this currently and whatever whenever the last time you had tortilla chips. So how are you supposed to remember that taste? But if you do a blind test with the sharks and say, hey, which do you prefer? And can you taste the difference? We might have a winner. I agree with you. And and tortilla chips, it's such a staple for, like, having family over, watching the game. So many people eat them, chips and guac. Like, there's so many ways he could package it. And I, I agree with you that the taste test would have been cool. But you know, for a normal bag to cost ninety nine cents, and for his bag to cost three forty nine, I don't know. I buy, uh, you know, I buy. It's I don't think that's bad, ba- I mean, especially for a place like Whole Foods. Of course, you're buying more because it's Whole Foods and it's supposed to be good for you. He just doesn't make enough money. That's all. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. He even said like at a hun- at a one point one million dollars, he'll make one hundred and sixty thousand dollars out of that. Profit, well, there's so. got to be a way for him to get the farming process, like something in the process has to. His cost needs to go down. Absolutely. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. Because right again, the the cost of the bag is fine. I'm okay with that. I like the packaging too. The packaging was really good. Absolutely. But right now, you know the the. We're too cl- the the cost to make is too close to the price that we're selling. The at. So, margin is too small. So if we can if we can bring that down, the cost can stay the same of the actual product. That's fine, but the the cost to make needs to go down. Right, because there's, there's no margin. Um, so unfortunately, he does not get a deal because everyone pretty much is in the same space that there's not going to be a quick enough return for the money, which you know. For someone like him, if he could get a loan or do something like that, like that's what you want to do because. Ooh, Mark Cuban says never take out a loan. Yeah, but he needs to not have other partners in there for more profit share. If he has that that little amount of profit that's going to be coming into him, because Mark is right in that he's going to have to be putting the first, you know, monies back into the business, back into the business. So somehow he needs to figure out how to get enough money to grow his business from the beginning. That's the only way he'll ever yeah. make money. And you know, I appreciate next day. Stay, stick with it. The market me wants this. The businessman doesn't know how to scale this. Right. So yeah, Mark cool. had a lot of good, like feel good things tonight um and he totally rolled his eyes when nick gave some feel good things tonight why is everybody not like nick man because he's a young cool guy he's the young yeah. shark he's like the young cool surfer guy that like had a really good idea and it blew up and they were all like crap why didn't we think of that yeah. i think it was, that was pretty much what happened um anything else about off the cob oh i really like the dog eating the corn that was really cute that was um, anything else before we move on? So they got no deal. Cameron got no deal. Magic Cook. All right. How do you feel about the Magic Cook, Phil? I feel like I could make lunch off of this. Where? Like here? Like in your, like at your house? Like where are you going to make? Okay. It's so small. Here's the thing. When you have an oven or a microwave, like I don't want to microwave salmon. I want to cook salmon. But why wouldn't you just? Cook it on the stove if you have no, a stove. too much. This is cool. This is compact. This is neat. There's nothing to clean up. Mm, that's not true. The salmon it's goes ve- in the silver little thingy. Yeah, but that's... Okay, it's, it's it's the size of a Tupperware container versus a stove, my man. But you don't have to clean the whole stove. You clean the pot. Yeah, but that's annoying. I don't know, man. I, I really thought... I think this is a great product. 
I really don't know why everyone was so up in arms about the fact that it was like an outdoors camping product. There are many. The Coleman stove. I mean, there are many outdoor products that sell because a lot of people camp. A lot of people are not like O'Leary and camping, camping sucks. sucks. Yeah, a lot of people like to camp. A lot, of, You know, you could use this for tailgating. You could use it. There's a lot of situations where you could use this functionally rather than conveniently when you have a stove. Like for you, it would be a choice because you have a stove. But for people that don't have a stove a handy. If you're a trucker. There you go. There's boom. an untapped market. Yes, and man, if you got those in all the truck stops across the, all the TAs across the country and the Lucy Lucy Loves or whatever they're called, the Loves, man, they got some cool stuff in those truck stops. Magic Cook should totally be there. I think I think you're right, Phil. I think you hit hit the nail. I on hit the a market. There. I did. A hey, uh, Sharon out there, but um. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I didn't, I didn't think that that's what was going to happen when we saw the pot. I didn't think that all of a sudden the water was going to start boiling without anything. That was beautiful. It was pretty scientific. It was pretty beautiful. It was a little Toxic bit of chemistry free. in there. Toxic free. Um, Lori was like, it's really interesting. You know, Kevin was pretty much like, who needs this? It's just an emergency kit. Which, again, a lot of people have. A lot of people have. And what about places where, you know... You know, uh, like disasters hit and they don't have these. They don't have stoves. They don't have power. What about the Red Cross investing in something like this so that people could be fed? Yeah. You know, I, I could see that avenue happening. There you go. Um, and her, her profit, her margins were pretty good on this one. It cost her like six fifty to make the, the over, like the lunchbox size and it was twenty nine ninety nine. She's selling to Dick's. She's saying to, um, she's selling to Dick. She's selling to Sports LA. So she is hitting that outdoor market. I wonder if she's, you know, REI would probably be a big place for her REI to sell. Would be huge. Yeah. So there is a market, and she's making money. She sold last year. She had one hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue. That's not bad for yeah. a startup, you know, in a sense. Um, I mean, I would buy it, man. I don't know. I would. I. I kind of want one. Well, I like that Damon was the one. You know, he saw. He basically saw an, uh, an amazing employee and an amazing partner because someone who could deal with the manufacturers in a better way than perhaps even he could. Yeah. This is someone, and maybe not better, but at least he can entrust a lot on her plate because she's got 15 years of this. He's like, you know what? Uh, this may not work. And you know what? If this is her dream or whatever, fine. We'll, we'll figure out a way to support this. But this is someone I want in my company. And yeah. I'm going to make her rich that way. Yeah. He wanted her as part of her his team. So, and they got her. So, congratulations. Yes, they got her. The deal was a hundred. It was funny because I felt like Damon. Damon offered a hundred thousand dollars for thirty three percent, and she was kind of like, "Can I call my lawyer?" And he was like, "No, I want to just deal with you, and we're gonna have to make decisions together." And I felt like he was almost going to counter with something. He was like a hundred k, and she was like, "Come here, give me a hug." Yeah. So that was kind of awesome. So she got a deal. Sharon gets a deal. Oh, I also like that Lori during this one. She said Shark Sharkonomics one hundred and one. I'd say it's a good. I good. think that's we have to make T-shirts that say that Sharkonomics one hundred and one. One day we will. We will tomorrow. All right. All right. All right. Moving on to Earthlog. How do you feel about Earthlog, Phil? I like the idea. I think it's cool. Uh, you know. Uh, but he, he, I'm with Kevin on this one. You know, you have the number one customer, and you didn't market it to me. And he had that line where he said, you know, other 
other um, Earth products are competing with me. And it's like, no, they're not. Right. They're not right now. But I feel like this product with some marketing, which exactly he said he needed. I liked him. I liked his product. I liked his name. I feel like this product really, because everyone's in this whole Earth-friendly place and which is great i think it's great but i feel like now more than ever this product could blow up and be everywhere absolutely and you know what for what it's worth i really think that kevin had that uh, great takeaway where he said you need you need to find your mike parrot right yeah by the way great name yeah and i feel like he in that he was saying you know, the lesson that so many times we always go to people give up their percent and people give up their equity. But, I mean, I'd rather make 50% of $10 million than 100% of one. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people don't see that. And I, I think that's what Kevin's point was trying to be. You have to give up more of your company in order to get somebody to help you blow this thing up. Um, and then Lori loved the product. She loved him. She offered him 160k for 35 percent, and he was just like, "Deal." He was happy. He was yeah. super happy. I, I think we're gonna see this product everywhere. I really Absolutely. do. And Albertsons, that's that's a huge chain. So he has a PO from Albertsons. So I feel like that's a good start. And Lori's gonna get him in everywhere else. Absolutely. Um, anything else about Earth Log? No, that's it. Nope, that's it. Um, and then we get a flashback from the Tipsy Elves. Great time for that plug because we got the holidays coming up. We got Thanksgiving. We got Hanukkah. We got Christmas. And we got uh, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa's. And we have Festivus. Yes. Um, and New Year's. And New Year's. And so great time to get a Tipsy yeah. Elf sweater. I love their new product. They've increased to $8 million And they're ready to make a... They said they want to make it a $50 million company, yeah. which I believe they can. But and they're being smart about it. They're offering different holidays. They have 4th of July stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just Christmas stuff or holiday stuff anymore. They're they're totally expanding different seasons. So, so they're not just, you know, they only make their sales for three months out of the year, yeah. which I thought was cool. They had a really cool, like, American flag onesie or something for 4th of July that I totally want to get. Um, but yeah, they partnered with Robert, and you saw Robert doing a little Skype in, and um, you know it seems to be working out for him. I really like those two guys. I'm really glad it's working out. They were just fun when they did their pitch. Yeah. Um, anything else, Phil? Before we end our show for tonight, that's it. Have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you here next. <laughs> Happy Turkey Sunday. Day. Where can the people find you, Phil? After Buzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you guys can find me on Insta- Instagram and Twitter at I am Steph Z. Have a great night. Thanks for listening and watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 